The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. Our program is all about living the life you have always dreamed possible through focused acts of intention. Now, here is your host, Kristen Swarczyk. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Intentional Living. This is Kristen Swarczyk, and it's no mistake that you are joining me today for this show about your life story. We all have one, and there comes a time in some of our lives where we yearn to share it with the world. On my first episode, I shared my life story with you, at least the catalyst part of it that put me on my transformational journey. As you know, if you listen to that episode, I was able to turn my life's biggest crisis into a blessing, and that demonstrates the power of today's topic. Sometimes our gifts come wrapped in unusual packaging. It's an awareness of that that can help us see and you know, help us see what we can do with our lives at that point and gain some consciousness around the events that are occurring. And hopefully with today's show and my amazing guests, you'll be able to do that for yourselves. If you have a strong desire to find your inner purpose and start living your very best life, sharing your story with the world will walk you through a transformational journey. And today, I am so excited to be sharing my five soul sisters with you, who I was blessed to meet in Carmel, California, when I went on a writing retreat with Linda Sievertston. And, you know, an amazing thing happens when you step into your truth and you start walking this journey, the universe really lines up and amazing people show up in your life. So I am so excited to be able to introduce these wonderful women with you today. And I'm going to let them take the stage and, and share a little bit about them. And then we'll jump into the topic for today. So Casey, let's get started with you. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kristen. This is so exciting to be with all of you again and your listeners. So I'm Casey Arnwood. I'm a speaker, a writer, and a coach. And I work with mission-driven, creative women to help them unleash their brilliance, their voice, their story, so that they can make a bigger impact with their work. So I would say ultimately, though, all of my work is about helping them become the kind of person who just by walking into a room or having a conversation with someone affects them. It affects the other person. It changes them. These women become so powerful, so confident. Their radiance just shines through, and they can change lives just by being themselves. And that that thing, that 
spark that they share, that they have, I call that your authentic brilliance. And my work is about helping them own that because I believe that each and every one of us possesses an authentic brilliance, which is the way that we're meant to shine in this world that is completely unique to each and every one of us. It's why we're here. And when we share our authentic brilliance, we heal ourselves, but we also heal those around us and ultimately the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's your authentic brilliance is so much more than just your gifts or talents. It's, it's your innate gifts for sure, but wrapped up with your passions and mixed together with your quirks and your idiosyncrasies and those weaknesses and parts of you that you kind of hide from the world, those things that make you different, those are all a part of your brilliance. And so in examining our stories, we come to know ourselves and we come to um, learn to own our authentic brilliance, you know, through the moments of triumph and the dark nights of the soul. So because our brilliance is really distilled through our life experiences into this pure essence of who we are, I like to say that our authentic brilliance is our soul in full expression. And it's such a beautiful thing to see. So I'm really, really blessed to do the work I do. And the reason you and I met and I met these lovely ladies is I'm going to be telling some more of my own story through a book that I'm writing, a memoir about, um, well, you, you all know, but it's about a specific trip I took through the sacred goddess sites of Ireland about 10 years ago. So, it's definitely filled with magic and wonder and all sorts of fun stuff. But really, ultimately, it's about my own story, my story of healing and forgiveness and transformation. That was beautiful, Casey. Yes. And wait until you hear about this book when it's released. It is truly powerful. And it was so fun learning about your journey. So I'm really excited you're sharing it with the world, Casey. Oh, thank you, love. Cindy, would you like to share your story? Sure. Uh, hi, good morning. Um, well, let's see. I have been a massage therapist, a bartender, a stockbroker, and all the while, it's never been quite fulfilling. So one day about nine years ago, I couldn't sleep. And I woke up and just started writing. And it just poured out of me. And it felt amazing. And I decided I wanted to write. Having not gone to school for it, I never like should or was allowed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I decided to, this year, really change my life. So I sold my house and most everything I owned. And I decided to invest in myself and to take that, um, the chance and do the writing retreat in Carmel. And it was life-changing. And um, now I'm really a writer, and I'm owning it, and I'm excited to tell my story. I'm meeting amazing people. I miss you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I'm so, you know what the universe provides when you make a decision? Yes. I procured a marketing gig in South Florida, which feeds my need for solitude and reflection and tropical weather and lake season. 
And then I'm heading back to California, my hometown of Monterey. Actually, I'm leaving next Saturday. Road trip. Yay. And um, <laughs> I will be there through March and be with my family, beach walks, family dinners, babies, and um, deepening the connection to my roots and really opening my heart. That's great. So, um, my life is amazing, and a lot of it has to do with taking the chance and investing in myself. Yes. I encourage everyone to do it. Yeah, and Cindy, you are such a brave and strong woman. It was just a pleasure to get to spend time with you. And, you know, you bring up an interesting point about connecting to your roots and you know, immersing yourself in environments that bring forth that creativity. I think that's something we all found when we were in Carmel. It was so beautiful there, and there was something about the earth, you know. We just were able to connect, and um, there was no blocks, I don't think, for any of us. So it's just an important thing that you discover along the journey, and you pointed that out. So um, thank you. It's true. The, the place is magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you. And Jen, let's let's hear a little bit about you, my friend. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Love you guys. Kristen, thank you. This is so nice. Oh, um, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Where do I begin? Um, I've been writing for a long time, and it's funny because I, I always thought I would be a musician, and... <laughs> but I, I look back at, like, old stuff. Like, I was making little books when I was a kid. And um, and every, like, rando psychic I've ever been to is like, oh, you're a writer. Okay, what else? You know? Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've always just written because I, I want to. And I think I started a blog in 2001 and wrote and wrote there. And then um, I ended up getting a weekly column in 2005 um, called Full Frontal, and I just basically write about whatever I want, um, and, but I've always kind of, like, kept it quiet um, and, like, nurtured all of those little stories, like, you know, oyster, like pearls in an oyster, I guess, um, and then this past, um, I guess, in the spring, I decided to go to Carmel because I'm like, I just, this just looks magical. And, you know, the same thing you guys are saying, when you invest in yourself and you decide, um, I'm going to see, like, what this is that's calling to me, because it's such a quiet pursuit in a way writing is until you share it with people. And I think that's where it can get scary, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but also where it can get awesome, because I think our perceived trolls are a lot of like old stuff and we then they're in our our mind you know yeah. um, so anyway so I wasn't really sure exactly what book I was writing but I have been writing about my family for a long time and you guys all you gals just like lit me up and made me see my own light and that writing this book <laughs> about the gifts like Kristen you were saying sometimes the greatest gifts are um, the hardest things that happen to you. So I'm writing about the gifts that have come to me from watching my mother um, 
side of cancer and watching my father decline from dementia. And, you know, no, it's not a gift. It's terrible stuff that happens. But there's, you learn so much about life and about human connection. And writing teaches me so much. So I just write as soon as I can as when the iron is hot. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's just taught me so much about my life. So it's kind of an irreverent. This book is an irreverent romp if you can consider watching your parents decline a romp. Um, but that's my weirdo perspective, you guys know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, and and I, I agree. I think really putting yourself in a beautiful environment if you can, but really getting quiet and yeah. believing in yourself and letting other people show you that you should believe in yourself is huge. It totally changed my life. I had my 40th birthday there, and I was like, boom, okay, this is what my life is about. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's my story. Thank you so much, Jen. I I can't even say enough about you. Your wit and your wisdom and the way you're going to bring all of this together in your book. Uh, it's truly a book that I've never seen approached this way. And it's just going to be such a bestseller um, <laughs> the moment it's released. And I'm so excited for you because um, you are truly talented and It's um, just been great getting to know you. So thank you. Thank you, Kristen. All right, Nick, you're up. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Nick Strack. And again, Kristen, thank you for doing this. This is incredible, and I'm really excited to be here. Um, A brief history of me and writing. I would say that I've been passionate about writing ever since I learned how to write. And prior to that, my nickname was Chatterbox. So I've always been sharing my story in one way or another. And growing up, I started to publish a newspaper for my family when I was 10 years old, writing about all of the exciting things that used to go on with me when I was 10. And ever since then, I've just never lost. I've always been connected with writing. And a lot of that has been through journaling over the years and particularly when I've gone through difficult times, journaling has helped me to maintain perspective as well as have a completely unbiased source to which I can vent because I think venting has really helped me to not go crazy and freak out at other people when I vent into my journal, then it all stays in my journal. And Mm -hmm. in that process of writing, I've been able to grow as a person because through my writing, I'm able to reflect and think about things differently and see, oh, like, I just wrote this same perspective 20 different times and nothing is changing. Maybe I need to change my perspective in order to have a different outcome. And so through my writing, I've done a lot of personal development, which has been incredibly helpful in how I experience the world and probably also how the world experiences me because I didn't... I used to be so caught up in my insecurities in the past that I would act very defensively and, in fact, aggressively to to hide how insecure I felt. Mm -hmm. And so in turning it around and looking into my own soul and getting an idea for where I was coming from, I was able to change things from the inside out. And so a little bit about why I went to Carmel, I decided to write a book about my relationship with my mother. Um, We've had a bit of a charged relationship in my 30 years on this planet and together we wanted to heal it after she got diagnosed with cancer earlier this year because we realized, well, it's now or never and we might as well just do this 
and we both agreed that if we share our process of healing our relationship with the world, that it could impact at least one other person's life, and that would be magical. And so I went to Carmel with the intention of writing that book, and I happened to leave Carmel creating a documentary on my relationship with my mother, and effectively, it's a journey of me returning to me and finding out who I am in this world and who I want to be. So that's a bit about me. Truly beautiful how we came to decide, you know, that you would end up writing a documentary. And, um, you know, I think the strange thing was how so many of us there in Carmel had parents, you know, myself included, that passed away from cancer or was fighting cancer now. And um, I just wish I had my mom back to share with her the wisdom and you know, how we could take today and really embrace it and not be so paralyzed by fear that, you know, these diseases or different events in our life bring forth. So, you know, these books are all going to touch upon that. And I think it's it's so powerful to, to give people that ability to cope, you know, in a whole new way. Yeah. So thank you. And Sarah, last but not least at all, um, can you please share a little bit about you? Yeah, thank you for having us, Kristen. It's so so exciting. Um, so my name is Sarah Alvarado, and I live in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and part of my story and what I'm working on right now is being raised in Madison, which is known as a fairly progressive liberal city, and... Um, my story is that I was raised colorblind by my parents. Um, they, my mother is Jewish, my dad is Catholic, and they really wanted me to know that we could love anyone and that everyone is the same, which is an awesome way to grow up, except that what I didn't realize is that we're not all treated the same. Um, and clearly, there's a lot of racial disparities and there's a lot of events that are happening now that are opening our eyes in a way that, at least for me, I didn't see it for a long time. Um, and I'm raising biracial children. My husband's Mexican. So the book I'm writing that I'm excited and nervous about writing um, because there's a lot of rawness in it is really my own white girl story and what it's like raising biracial children and how I want to raise them differently, but not really knowing how to do that. So it's kind of walking along those lines of through conversations. I mean, a lot of the conversations that we have and that we need to be having happen at the dinner table, they happen while we're driving to soccer practice, um, and they're happening in our community and in our workplace. So I'm sharing these stories with the world, um, as raw as they sometimes can be, in ways that I'm opening up my own heart and, um, and taking people on my journey, I guess, is what I'm meant to be doing right now. So it's, it's a process that I'm learning about and sharing the uncomfortable spaces and just really getting honest in hopes that I can do my own healing and that we can heal the world. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, it is a very raw process, but, you know, that's why having a coach is so important. I think all of us have that mentor or coach in our lives that help guide us through this process and keep us motivated because there are some hard parts, you know, and that's what helps us transform and learn. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the process itself and why we embark on this journey. So, Let's take our first break and we'll be back in a few minutes, everyone. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment when is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day each day holds a treasure the extra in the ordinary it is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted if you want to add sparkle to your day listen to mighty gems spotlighting everyday jewels with d lee she offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarcheck at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. For the next segment, I thought what we would do is go through some different reasons why we all came to write our book, and I thought most of you could probably resonate with them as well if you're thinking about writing a book. So the first one is realizing that your story can help others. Our words have power, positive, life-changing power. And for me, I wanted to help people who had the mentality of doing it all, doing it perfectly, and never letting anyone see you sweat. So what can happen when you take that on, that huge mission, is you're, you're bound to self-destruct at some point if you're living somewhat unconsciously. And, you know, for those of you that joined me on my first episode, you saw how that manifested and how I shifted my life um, to be on this incredible journey. So, you know, that's, that's the first reason that many of us may think about writing a book. And I know, Nick, when we talked earlier, you you believe that pretty strongly. Can you share with our listeners what that looked like for you? At the very beginning, I didn't do very much to publicize them. It was more just for myself. But over time, as I started to publicize them more and more, I was starting to get positive feedback from different people, even sometimes people that I wasn't even, that I wasn't directly friends with on Facebook or something where, someone else had shared my post and it had an impact on someone significantly enough that that person decided to reach out and let me know the impact that it had had. So that was surprising for me. And I would say one of the pivotal experiences that I had in this space was last year when in August of last year, I was diagnosed with a dermoid teratoma on my right ovary. So I basically had a benign baseball-sized mass that was eating up my right ovary, and a month and a half later, I had it removed. The teratoma and my ovary and my right fallopian tube, and I 
I blogged about the experience and how much it had impacted the way that I view life, where I realized I'm not really in charge of what happens to me. All I can do is decide how I want to respond to life. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a blog about it and had just incredible responses from people who reached out and they were like, I had a similar experience. I really loved how you looked at it. And I felt, I felt really inspired and appreciative of being able to just share my story with the world and realize that I was having an impact on other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where it came out for me was with the Facebook blogging and just having people respond. So those listeners out there, please continue to respond and spark those conversations on these social media sites that we're all on every day because these are the opportunities we have to truly learn from each other. And, you know, that's where some of the best learning occurs. And I just really encourage you guys to keep doing that and sharing your own stories as hard as they may be. When you put them out there, you will be so surprised how people will support you in ways you've never expected. And it's truly um, been a blessing in my life. So thank you for sharing that, Nick. You're welcome. So we're going to move on to the second one, which is finding your voice. And, you know, I recently just form this movement called Just Voice It because this is one that I believe so strongly in. It's when we stand in our power and we just say whatever we are thinking and get it out there that we can start aligning with our path again. And it's one of the first steps. It's so hard to do, but when you do it, it's truly powerful. And here is where the law of attraction and the universe will start lining up to support you. You will be amazed because we are not, as humans, supposed to stuff all of the emotions and things that we stuff on a daily basis. I, I took this course and it was so interesting to hear how animals, you know, when they're approached by a predator, they're just release whatever emotions and feelings naturally. They don't stuff it. They don't know how to. And, you know, it just shows the amazing differences that, you know, as human beings, we stuff it and we want to be strong for everyone else in our lives. And it's such a destructive pattern that is so common for us to get in. So finding your voice uh, is truly powerful. And it's how we begin to find meaning in the good and the bad events that come into our path. So I know, Jen, you related to this point. Would you like to share some information on that? I would love to. Yeah, this to me is a huge one. Um, And, you know, for me, watching my mother not really be able to express herself fully was one of my catalysts. Um, to to write, write and write and write. And I think that is the first thing. It's like, if you feel compelled to write at all, just write. And it mm-hmm. teaches you everything. It teaches, well, maybe not everything. It teaches you so much. But, like, I look back to, you know, maybe 20 years ago and having trusted friends. I shared with them some of my writing. And, and it still comes back to me. They said, um, your prose doesn't speak to me. And it's it's funny now because I've been working on this stuff for so long, but my point is just keep working at it 
if it calls to you. And mm-hmm. it will teach you so much about yourself, and you have to write through the fear. Um, and there was a really cool thing Ira Glass, I saw a little video of something Ira Glass said recently about, like, you have great taste, but it takes a long time sometimes for your work to catch up with where you think it should be. And first and foremost, if it calls to you, it's about learning about yourself. It's not about it being saleable. It's not about any of that, you know. Right. It's right. about finding your voice, regardless. And so, but also, you know, you have to be careful who you show it to. And it's also if it calls to you at night. Like for me, you know, I journal stuff that I would never show anyone just because mm-hmm. it teaches me and it's a friend and it comforts me. And it is really, you know, it's, it's about getting to your own center. And so if it calls to you, just keep doing it. Um, so that's my bit of advice about yeah. finding your voice. It's a great tip. I mean, I was a writer when I was going through difficult situations. I would always journal. And, you know, recently it became harder to find that time to journal. So what I would do is I would just record myself on like audio memos and speak into that. I found it was easier just to get it off my chest sometimes and just do that. Um, so that's just another option that you have to share what you're thinking, because I don't know about you, but when I look back over my journals, I'm able to learn a lot about myself. And that's what a big part of this journey is. You you may not think that you have some stuff to learn about yourself, but you will. You will learn a tremendous amount about yourself on this journey. So thank you, Jen, for sharing that. Thank you. Casey, I know you wanted to chime in on this topic as well. Yes, absolutely. Similar to what you were saying, Kristen, is when you find your voice, you really find your power, and you're able to step into your power in a whole different way. I think as women, especially, we're taught to be quiet or quieter, and certainly Mm -hmm. not to ruffle any feathers. Like Jen was talking about her writing, a lot of it comes from her mom not sharing, and I think there's a whole generation of us living in that same paradigm where we are ready to share. And what I love about what you guys are talking about is that it's important that we share, yes, and that we get our stories out, but that they are held by people who deserve to hear them and people who are going to um, hold that sacredness of our stories. I don't think, I certainly don't want to promote the idea of jumping on Facebook and dumping all of your deepest, darkest secrets. Right, right. That is true. you, you can start with journaling and getting those stories out and finding your meaning and finding your story and your voice within it. And then there's levels of finding your voice and moving it out into the world. I work a lot with women in groups, and we create those kind of safe spaces, those sacred spaces where women can talk about things that have been on their heart for, you know, decades. And it's, it's so beautiful to watch them step into that empowerment and then to bring it out even into the greater world once they've processed it through that safety mm-hmm. is just such a beautiful thing to see. And that's where I think we really learn to own our power. Yeah, we really do. You know, and you bring up a good point with these support groups or 
forums we hold for people, that safe environment is so important. And I love, there's a quote about, you know, sharing your story with the people that deserve to hear it because, you know, you have to be careful. We, we all shared some time talking about it at the retreat, how there are certain people that will discourage you through this journey and, you know, make you feel like, why am I even trying so hard to, to write this story at times? And, and it's really important to align yourself with the people that will support you because it's, it's a raw journey. You know, there's, it, it's definitely going to take some courage and, and faith and persistence to get through. And uh, you bring up a, a great point there, Casey. It was, you know, recently I, I hold some groups as well and, and I have men in my groups and there was, two men in particular who were really struggling with a part of their journey. And they were saying to me how hard it was to just talk about it. And I said, well, what about finding that space for yourself where you can just release the emotions? Mm -hmm. And they were like, but men don't do that. You know, we wear these armors and, and we don't cry. And I said, well, what if you didn't cry? You know, what if you punched a pillow or, you know, it just, I was not aware because a part of my book is about leaning into the emotions. And for women, that is a lot easier to do. I was not aware of how difficult it is for men based on the society's standards about what men should and shouldn't do to really release the emotions and to find their voice because, you know, they're not being truthful with themselves based on these standards that society holds us to. So I just thought that was an interesting point to point out to you as listeners. Mm -hmm. If you're in that space, you know, really challenge yourself to be real with yourself and, and think about why you're hiding things because when you voice them, your life will change and it's just motivation yeah no, absolutely I couldn't agree more mm-hmm. and I just it just I just wanted to just sort of reiterate that point that to find those people that can really really hold your story because mm-hmm. declaring it and saying it out loud is just so powerful yeah yeah thank you mm-hmm. all right so we're going to move on to the third point which is reaffirming your values so when I began writing my memoir, I actually was thinking a lot about my values. And actually, it was thinking about, okay, what led me to this point in my life? You know, where did I go off my path? And I realized I really wasn't living my values. I was living the values that my parents or maybe some friends or my husband at the time had instilled in me. But I really never thought about what are my values. And it's funny because I think a lot of us during middle age or, you know, at some point are led to think about things. And it's almost an opportunity to reinvent yourself because it's when we become conscious and we start thinking about our values Mm -hmm. that we can learn how we want to show up in the world. You know, mm-hmm. and if we see how we're showing up in ways we do not like, we can shift that. And and there's some great values exercises I now incorporate into my coaching practice because when we become aware of that, and, and one of the ways you can do this is think about the legacy you want to leave the world. You know, what are the things you want to be remembered for? Because when you write an exercise like that, that's speaking to your 
to your values. And it's just a simple way that you can see if you're aligning on your path. So that was what this spoke to for me. And I know, Sarah, you related on this this concept. Would you like to share with our listeners what you're thinking around this point? Yeah, well, I mean, even just the, the concept of how we show up in the world and how we're supposed to be. And like you were talking about these guys feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, sharing their emotions. I know there's so many. For me, I didn't realize how uncomfortable I was having conversations about race in my workplace or with my neighbors and like, how do you bring it up? And I know we're supposed to be talking about it, but I don't really know how. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we do have to get uncomfortable sometimes to create change. And a lot of that, the writing has helped me because where I think that conversations can be uncomfortable when I start writing, I'm opening up to a whole new reality inside of myself. And that's uncomfortable too. You know, just getting honest about okay, well, I don't think I'm a racist or I don't think that I notice color and that it doesn't matter, but why Why did I get scared when this guy, this black guy with a hood came into the gas station today? Like, did I, right. am, I, am, am I okay noticing it? Am I okay acknowledging it and saying, yes, you had an inner bias. Now what can we do to shift it and change it? And that takes this self-reflection and deciding who do we want to be? Who are we? Mm-hmm. And be honest about it. It's scary. (laughs) Yeah, that is a great point. And I think it's, you know, really thinking about those events when they happen and leaning into the emotions. It's like button pushing, too. If someone pushes your buttons, one exercise that's really fun to do that you're definitely probably not doing right now because it's not something we typically do is to really stop at that moment when someone's really irking you and, you know, making you feel uneasy about something and think about why is that? You know, Mm -hmm. what is it saying about yourself? And I've really enjoyed that learning opportunity because, again, it's the awareness. And once we have that awareness of what's going on, then we have the ability to choose what our next step's going to be. And the power in that to be able to choose your actions, even your thoughts, your beliefs, which, you know, then lead to your actions at any given point in our life is so powerful, you know, and I think back to my mom going through her journey and the moment she found out she had cancer, she was paralyzed with fear. Like she could not even step into her life any longer because she just had it in her mind that she was going to die. And, you know, if she was able to shift that mentality and just start thinking differently, she could have probably shifted the outcome. That's how powerful this is. You know, she may have prolonged her life or she may have had full recovery. I mean, our thoughts can manifest so deeply. They also say living with a lot of fear and a lot of stress can manifest disease in our bodies. So that's how important it is that we get conscious and release that so we don't have that effect. Yeah. So The impact is big. It's big. So we're going to take... Our final break right now, and if anyone who is listening has any questions, feel free to call into the station, and we will continue when we come back with our fourth point.
Elevate your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Intentional Living with host Kristen Swarczyk. To reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to kristen.swarczyk at gmail.com. Now, back to Intentional Living. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to move right into our last segment today, which is Finding Peace finding hope. And, you know, I think it's amazing how we find this hope along the way. I remember for me, when I started this journey, I was so scared to just, you know, lean into all these difficult emotions I was having. And it was through all the meditation and the yoga and the different writing exercises that I went through that little by little, I started to see some glimmer of hope. And, I think for me, I have always been excited to share my learnings with the world and help other people avoid some mishaps or some difficult situations if there was a way that I could help others do that. And I don't know specifically, you know, how the hope manifested, but I definitely know how the inner peace manifested. And it was like what we were talking about before a break. You know, when you find that you can control your life, you are the only person in control of your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. And when you learn that, you can take any situation that you are faced with and you can turn it into a situation where moment by moment you can get through it. And I think, you know, that's why mindfulness has been a great thing for me because when you become mindful you know that all you have to focus on is the moment right before you. And when we take it in small pieces like that, everything that we are embarking on in our lives is something we can manage. And an amazing sense of peace and hope will come forward when we take whatever we're facing and view it like that. So I just want to encourage you out there to think about life 
moment by moment and see how it'll change for you. You know, and take those breaks throughout the day. Even if you are on a major, major deadline, take those times out of your day to just center yourself, take a few deep breaths and reconnect because you'll end up being so much more productive and you'll really shift the way you look at whatever you're you're dealing with throughout your day. So I just wanted to offer you that little bit, bit of advice. And I know, Cindy, you wanted to share some thoughts on this topic, so I'll let you speak. Um, yeah, well, I feel that um, finding peace, it's interesting. You know, when you, when you face something devastating or, a cr- you know, a crisis or even just grow up in a dysfunctional family, it really shapes you and you learn how to how to cope and how to deal with the world. And I actually thought I was doing a pretty good job until I realized that I had built up this armor, kind of like the, the men you spoke of mm-hmm. um, about finding your voice, um, and, and help people at arm's length. And it wasn't an obvious thing, but I knew it, like that my heart was closed up. So even if you don't think that you're a writer, I think writing releases you and, and gets deep to, into those emotions um, and allows you then to, to um, change what's not working and mm-hmm. address it, and then you can really find peace. Like, I felt that I was, you know, resilient and resourceful and all these things, and I am. However, um, there was a, a, a real closed-off place, and that's yeah. what my journey's about now is, is opening that place, and I'm, and I'm writing a memoir, my memoir about that and about forgiving you know, our parents, they did their best job. And also mm-hmm. I want to say there's sort of a stigma about talking about your childhood and your parents and just get on with it and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I think that you're, you're, you need to address it. You need to, um, you don't need to necessarily show it to anyone, but you need to address it yourself yes. so that you can heal yourself and, and feel better in the world. Yeah. You really do. It's shining light on those shadows, as we call them in our lives, that, you know, we learn so much about ourselves. And, you know, we often, throughout the day, it's amazing how many times, subconsciously, we have thoughts that run through our head that prevent us from taking risks or, you know, sharing our story or finding our voice. It's all within our minds, You know, we create this chatter. And that's why originally when I embarked on meditation and guided meditation, I couldn't get enough of it. And you hear a lot of these people say they become monks. You know, you can see how amazing it is if you've not been doing it to quiet the chatter, you know, and it takes some work to get used to this. But once you can do that, you can do that in any moment in your life and You know, thank you, Cindy, for sharing your story, because it's when you start writing about the most difficult things that you've had to deal with in your life that, you know, you can find this inner peace. And um, it's just it's truly amazing. I just want to say one more thing. Um, I also I totally agree, but I also feel that when you get vulnerable and you show that you're flawed and imperfect and and you say it out loud, it allows others to then show themselves as being, you know, not mm-hmm. 
all together and all happy and everything's shiny. Isn't that so true? I just love when that happens because it, it, it just takes one person to spark that. And, you know, if you can be that person, then how powerful is that, you know, to just open the doors because people want to do that. They want to find support. We crave it. You know, we want to know that we're not alone in these journeys that we're going through. And, you know, when we have the support of people around us, it makes it so much easier to get through our days. So that is a really great point. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else have anything they want to share around any of these points? Anything that's coming up in the writing journey for you now that you maybe didn't expect? This is Kate Casey. I'll jump in. Okay. I just wanted to sort of tag onto what Cindy said. And, it's, you know, we all experienced it so deeply in Carmel that when we share our stories and we get vulnerable, it's in that vulnerability that is the blessing of connection. You mm. resonate and feel really someone's heart, and it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. Being vulnerable is not easy. I mean, thank God for <laughs> Brene Brown and bringing it to our awareness about, you know, what v- vulnerability means and, and the shame that we hold with that, um, you know, those thoughts that are, are difficult for us. But just opening the door, especially in these containers of other individuals who will support us, is amazing and and definitely you want to do that you want to surround yourself when you're vulnerable to be with those people that'll support you I think freedom too is something that I wasn't expecting to experience at such a massive level just in terms of how free I feel being able to be me and vulnerable and realizing that it's okay and everyone else shares similar feelings too Um, it's, it's really amazing Yeah, definitely. The freedom that comes with that, that again, takes me back to the the times in my life where things are so chaotic and you feel like you don't have any sense of control, but you get this feeling of freedom when you stand in your truth and you do all these things, it just comes together. And, you know, it's, it's one of the, I think that's where freedom provokes the inner peace that we feel. Do you guys agree? Yeah. 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 Definitely. It's something that I didn't expect how that freedom would come forth. And um, it was really interesting to just at the most chaotic, probably moment of my life, find the deepest inner peace I've ever experienced. And, you know, it's, it's when I saw the inner peace in my mom, I, I shared with you the story of like holding her hand and she, she died and, you know, passed over. And I saw that inner peace come into her face. And, you know, here she was, this woman who struggled her whole life with worry, but she had this sense of inner peace. And, you know, that's something that I wanted to be able to find for myself. And it's, it's funny because I, I just shared with my daughter, she is such a mini version of me when I was a child, just worries a lot and has some anxiety. And the other night we were laying there and she wasn't feeling really good. And she said, mom, can you put your hand on my belly? It's just feeling bad. And she's like, and I think it's, it's just, you know, I'm feeling bad because I'm just 
worrying about silly stuff. And, and, you know, I've helped her to become aware of that. But I had this little mini exercise I did with her about freeing her mind. And she's eight years old, you know, but I was able to help her free her mind from the worry she was feeling just about being with her friends and silly stuff, you know. But when we allow our children even to realize that they have the power to change the way they're thinking, you know, they can just create a life for themselves, especially at a young age. Gosh, I wish I knew what I'm trying to teach my children now because, you know, you give the power back. And so many times in our lives, we don't realize it, but we give our power away to situations and to different people in our lives. I mean, especially women of abuse, you know, you don't realize we're men of abuse. You hear about it more often with women, but, you know, we just give our power away. And when we become conscious of where our power is being given away, we can start taking it back. And that's an incredible place to be when when you feel that that control come back into your life and the ability to just change your life for the better. Definitely. This is Nick. I just want to jump in on what you were saying, Kristen, because I think that piece, literally the piece ties back into that realizing that you're that your story can help others because mm-hmm. we, can, we can start anywhere. I think that's the thing that I used to forget. I used to think I needed to be able to tie it up in a pretty bow and share it with other people with, oh, and this is a lesson that I learned and this is what came out of it. It's like we can start in any part of the process and always be learning and other people can learn with us no matter where they are in the process. And yes. The that is better than perfect. Together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. And Nick, what I love about that is that not only can we start anywhere, we realize we're never done. Yeah, never done. (laughs) Yes. You know, and that's so interesting because when I had my crisis occur, it was, I write about it in my book. It's called the I've Got This Trap because I was on this amazing journey to getting conscious. And I was working my way sort of like up the mountain. And I was like, I've got my life together now. This great you know, life of mine is coming into place. And, but I didn't know how much further I still had to go. And if we don't have a coach or we don't have someone in our lives who's educating us along the way, we really don't know, you know, what the different steps are. But I think that's a great point is, you know, we're, you're never really done transforming. There's always potential to improve. And, you know, we have unlimited potential to achieve success in our lives. So it's just, Um, something to be aware of you know you can think you're there but you've never really arrived and also to what Nick was saying you know there's no one has to be at a certain place you know wherever you are in your life is exactly where you're supposed to be and you know you just have to recognize that you have the ability to transform from that moment and we only have a little bit of time left and I am so bad with marketing myself, but my web guys will be really mad at me if I don't announce that my website is going live this week. I think today it's actually mm. up. Yes. So mm-hmm. I encourage you to share your thoughts with me, most of all. I really want to hear from my listeners and learn what you guys want. I still have some episodes without topics. So if there's some issue or something that you want me to talk about, please let me know and please let me know how these shows are for you. I really want your feedback. So my, my website is 
kristenswarchak.com. And you can reach out to me via email, via cell, via Facebook, my website, whatever it may be. But I really, really, really want to make this show as amazing as it can be. So please share your thoughts with me. And to my guests, I love you dearly. And I'm so grateful for you being with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining Kristen Swarczyk and Intentional Living. Please be sure to tune in again next Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until next week's show, continue to live on purpose. <laughs>